Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, my special guest is going to be talking about leadership, and not just in a team situation, but personal leadership as well, which is something that we all want to master in our lives. Uh, but before we get into the juiciness of our interview today, uh, I want to remind you that if you are watching this show on YouTube, make sure that when you finish watching the show, that you click on the link that we have below this video so you can take my 30 second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back from success and be able to clear that for you. Uh, so please uh, welcome my uh, guest today, Neil Rahman. How are you, Neil? I am good, Natalie. How are you? Good. Now you're coming to us all the way from Melbourne or Sydney. Which one? Sydney. Sydney, Sydney. yes. Excellent. <laughs> so have you're a look at this. Yes, exactly. From down under, darling, uh, from <laughs> from my home, from my home island. Um, <laughs> now uh, we're talking about leadership today. Uh, like we said, not just in a in a group situation, but also personal leadership. Um, so, and I know that you have a, a book come out, which is called um, "Ignite the Leader." Ignite the Leader, and you Ignite have a summer. Yeah, and a summer coming up as well. So, uh, why don't we start uh, first of all with your background um, and what attracted you to these projects? Yeah, so I pretty much followed the traditional route of you know going to uni or going to school, going to uni, getting a higher education. So I ended up um, with an engineering degree. So I spent five years of my life doing it, which I totally hated, uh, surprisingly. Uh, but funny thing is, during my five years of university studies, I very much, I pretty much hardly learned anything about myself. So it was all technical skills, it was all about, um, I guess, the analytical side. So when I started working, my, my early career was in manufacturing. And as, as the years went on, so I started getting promoted and started having a leadership role. So whether it was a, as a team leader, a supervisor. So I recognised that... I wasn't doing an effective job being a leader. So um, most of the challenges I had with my team were all people related. And the fact that I didn't know much about myself was obviously a clue that I needed to learn, learn a few things about myself in order to be able to lead others more effectively. So that's when I started doing some personal development training programs and learning more about who I was, what was, I guess, what made me tick and what were some of the things that I could do better, which in turn would help me lead others better. So that kind of that journey has never stopped. So it's been over a decade since I've been into personal development. You know, I've studied with the likes of Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, you know, some of just some of the names that I've learned from. So by me learning more about myself, I just automatically saw that being translated into how I was leading others. So just being able to recognize some of the challenges people were going through and how to deal with it, rather than just seeing that as a like a company issue or you know a resource issue, it was more about how do I deal with the people more effectively. So I think that's where the personal leadership uh, aspect is very important. Just being able to lead lead yourself first in order to lead others more effectively. No, absolutely, I agree. I think that uh, you know when we come from a place of self love, then it's easy for, for us to attract love. If we come from a place of self mastery or self leadership, then it's easy for us to step into that role as well. So, totally. so tell me, um, what were some of the insights that you had um, about yourself? 
that helped you to become a better leader? So I guess one, like I'm naturally an introvert. So being in a position to lead others was always challenging for me initially. So like in my manufacturing career, I ended up managing a $25 million factory of manufacturing site, which had over 70 employees. And one of the things I regularly had to do was to, I guess, give an update of how the company was performing. So that was always challenging because being an introvert, I'd just rather be in the corner and don't worry about anything. So being able to learn and I guess communicate from a place of being authentic and being able to say, hey, whenever questions came up, just to say, I don't know the answer yet, but I will find out and get back to you. I think those were things that I had to learn because typically a leader is almost expected to know everything and that's not true. So no one can be expected to know everything. So one of the things I really had to learn was it's okay to say I don't know and but also don't just accept that, oh, you don't know and don't do anything about it. I had to make sure that I would. there was a follow-up afterwards. If I made a commitment, that I would find out something and get back to a person, I made sure I followed through. So a lot of it came back to how I was behaving, which in turn helped me to, I guess, lead others uh, in a better way and being more authentic and um, just kind of being myself really um, and letting people know, hey, I'm, I'm still the same person who was not a manager before, but I have learned a few things which in turn can help you do your job better as well yeah yeah I think uh, I believe that with leadership as well like okay first of all not acting like you know everything is great like you know saying I, I don't know and being honest like yeah I really don't know but I'm gonna have to find that out um, is a big deal um, yeah. and uh, and I also believe that you know being you know authentic and real and, and honest and open with everyone uh, especially because I don't think vulnerable again we talk about vulnerability and I know you and I have discussed this before I think that vulnerability doesn't is not necessarily a sign of weakness but it can be a way of, of connection um, and, and show that you know that you can show up in that way so um, with the people that you've worked with what do you think is like a common blind spot for people when it comes to like you know personal mastery or personal leadership so I like in my experience one of the biggest things like just working with people just in a normal work environment most people aren't self-aware so they were like how I was before just gone through school and they may potentially got some high education get on end up getting a skill but they barely learned anything about themselves you know whether their their passions their values you know, how they're related with others, you know, what were their drivers in life. So one of the things I definitely noticed was that lack of self-awareness, which personally I think is one of the most important leadership aspect or personal leadership aspect we can have, you know, just to learn, have a high level of self-awareness. So I'd certainly say that, yeah, not knowing themselves was probably the biggest thing I saw working with people and what that, I guess, how that played out was conflict, you know, just not being able to do their best work, um, I guess being disengaged. So some of these, um, I guess, signs that we see that's very um, important in corporate in terms of some metrics, um, a lot of that came back to people not knowing themselves 
at a deep level. Yeah, you know, it, it's exceptionally important. I think that uh, when we had that self-awareness, like we said, what you, the vibration that we're giving out, you know, because we know about law of attraction, um, yep. is what people are picking up on. Uh, so that, you know, if you if you have this, you know, uh, self-awareness and then you have this self-governance or the self-leadership, then you can do it from a very grounded and empowered place, which is awesome. So, and, yeah, and also, I, I guess the terminology, you know, vibration and law of attraction, I guess some of these concepts aren't mainstream in corporate, right? So it comes back to, like, uh, dealing with personal change, you know, dealing with conflict, um, taking personal responsibility. So those were kind of the things that were more, I guess, um, accepted in terms of corporate lang language. So as my work as a trainer, one of the things that I tried to, especially working with teams, is integrate some of these, I guess, so-called soft skills into helping teams perform better and ultimately leading to better actual technical skills and better competencies. But it came down from the foundation was always, always personal development. Yeah. So what, what role does fear play with um, people that are trying to step up in a, in a leadership role? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, motivational speaker Les Brown, he has a really interesting quote where he says, the cemetery is one of the most valuable places on earth. You know, that's where you have crushed dreams, you know, books not written, businesses not started, and they've just died with the person. So fear is one of those things that plays out in so many ways. We all have it, right? So, um, and the way it plays out is lack of action, you know, lack of ambition, uh, not willing to take new risks, not willing to step up and you know, get outside your comfort zone. So fear plays out in so many ways. And I guess in terms of being able to address fear, one of the things I, I think the starting point always has to be just that acceptance. Hey, I'm afraid right now. So you may not use the language of I'm afraid. It could be some level of discomfort. And just being able to question it, what, where is this coming from? What's, what's triggered this? There's always something behind the fear. So the fear is like, fear is always just regarded as this huge blanket, right? You know, it's just this generic term that's thrown out. It's almost like an excuse, like you get out of jail card. But behind fear, there's always something that people have not been willing to look at that's still lingering in the background. I guess a great metaphor to use is if you using a computer and you have many programs open, but you're only working on one. Say you're only working on Microsoft Word, but you've got Excel, you've got your emails, you've got your browsers all open, but you're still working on one. With the other programs running in the background, you know, those will have an effect on how the computer's performing. And that's one of the things with fear as well. So we've got all these things from our past that's lingering in the background, they're just running as minimized programs, but naturally they will have an effect on how we behave, how we perform and how we act. So um, fear definitely needs to be addressed. So I can go into, I guess, some techniques into how to address fear if you like. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got time for a couple of them. Okay, I'll, I'll go through one and this is probably, I guess, a very simple one. It comes from the work of, Byron Katie called the work 
And one of the first things she says is to actually question the fear or question the belief that you have. So one of the, um, the first questions is, is it true? So if you have a fear or a belief about something, is it, the first question is, is it true? So just being able to stop and pause and question that is quite important. Then the next question is, can I absolutely know that it's true? Again, you're going another level deeper to find out, hey, what's behind it? What's actually behind my belief, my fear? Then the third question is, how do I react when I think that thought? Because ultimately, whenever we have a belief or a fear, it's just a combination of thoughts playing out, right? So it's like, how do I behave? How do I react when I have that thought? And the final question is, who would I be without that thought? So if I didn't have that fear or if I didn't have that belief, how would I be? What would I be doing differently? Then comes a turnaround, which is just pretty much the opposite of the fear or the belief that you have and just being able to come up with, hey, I'm afraid to speak in, like as an example, I'm afraid to speak in public. So once you go through the four questions, and like being able to speak in public is just another skill I need to learn. Mm. You just suddenly turn that fear around and reframed it pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Now, I know that you have a summit coming up, so tell us a little bit about the summit because I think this is uh, for anyone who who is looking to, who is in a leadership role or wanting to get into a leadership role or at least have some kind of self-mastery. I think this, this uh, summit is going to be fantastic for that. Yes, yeah, so um, we have a leadership book coming out called Ignite Your Leadership and one of the ways we thought we could add value to people in terms of getting more word out about the topic of leadership was to interview different experts from around the world on the topic of leadership. So amongst myself and my co-authors, we've interviewed over 30 experts, yourself included, Natalie. So with regard to, and one of the, I guess, the foundations of uh, the interviews was all around igniting one's leadership. So what ignited a person's leadership? So we have some great content that we've um, accumulated through these 30 plus interviews and it's all about how do you lead yourself better first in order to lead teams better, lead organizations better and ultimately lead your communities and you know make a bigger difference and a more positive difference in the world. So these leadership experts include the like of Jack Canfield, Jim Bunch, Terry Levine, Lolly Daskal, um, just yourself, Natalie Ledwell, just to name a few. So we're very excited about it. So um, I'm looking forward to, I guess, helping get the message out of leadership, the message of leadership out to a bigger, wider audience. Yeah, well, I don't think there's a there's a no better time than right now to be talking about leadership and self-governance and uh, especially with a lot of the, the crazy stuff that's happening um, yes. in the world and, and in this country right now uh, to be able to, to just step into that role. So, guys, if you are watching this um, online, if you click to the banner to the side there, you'll be able to go through straight through to Neil's website. Um, and if you're watching this on the app, you can click the banner underneath. It'll take you straight through to there. It's a free summit. So you can register there um, and uh, there's some fantastic speakers there. Uh, and, you know, and it's not like they're all long interviews. I think they're only about like 20, 30 minutes. Um, yeah, but there are so many gold nuggets. 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, that, and it would be, it's, it's incredible and it's free. So I encourage you to do that. So, Neil, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great chatting to you as always. <laughs> thank you, Natalie. I really appreciate the opportunity to come up and connect again.
Wonderful. So guys, I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, also, don't forget if you're watching this on YouTube, just click that link underneath so you can take my 30 second quiz to see what's holding you back from success. Um, and if you're watching this online, make sure that you leave your uh, email so we can send you the Manifesting with a Master's video equals for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.